Welcome to Choose Beauty, a modern salon podcast. In this episode, Anne Morado, Director of Brand Content Strategy for Modern Salon, speaks with Carlos Valenzuela. Carlos is a frequent content contributor to Modern Salon and a former hairstylist. They discuss becoming a hairdresser in a post-pandemic world, how to decide if cosmetology is the right path for you, and how to sustain a long and successful career in hairstyling. And now, Anne's conversation with Carlos. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are very grateful to have with us Carlos Valenzuela. Carlos is a valued contributor and content creator with Modern Salon. His, his blog posts are so widely read and shared because he has his finger on the pulse of the industry today, as well as having a really wonderful macro view. He sees the big picture as he's had this very long, interesting, vital career in the hairdressing industry. So Carlos, in, in light of what's going on today, we're living through a global pandemic and we've seen our industry and stylists and salons hit especially hard. What would you say to someone today if they wanted to become a stylist? Ah, hello. And so lovely to see you. You always look good. I'm just, I always wonder, you know, do, do you have some kind of pact with uh, some kind of force that keeps you looking good? So, yes, um, I, I get this question, uh, not just from young people usually uh, who want to be uh, going to hairdressing, but I also get it from parents who say, you know, we're at a dinner party and they'll go like, hey, you know what? My, my son thinks he wants to become a hairdresser. What do you think about that? And I always say, yes. I always say, try it. I, I, I don't think we have a particular prototype personality because, because I had my school in. I had my school for 15 years. I saw every conceivable different person, student, apply and succeed. And there was no real measurement for it. Uh, you know, for example, I would have the parents that would come to me and say, I, um, you know, our girl here, uh, she doesn't like school and she does and and the girl is like real quiet but then i would speak to her and there somewhere inside her i saw like fire in her eyes and i would say she's going to be okay she's going to be okay i believe hairdressing just based on my own personal experience embraces accepts and allows everyone it's it's like the most it's like a ticket to ride to something really wonderful and it's also very mirror like because hairdressing not only do we use the mirror to style hair hairdressing will re will compensate you 
uh, on, on many ways exactly with what you put in. So if you decide not to continue your education, not to learn the new things, not to go ahead and become better each day, you will actually wind up having that career and somehow miraculously you find clients that are happy with that. So it really is a career that totally reflects your effort at becoming the best you can. So it's an honest career from that perspective. Very, very honest. So I think today you still do need to have a little bit more of a get up and go if you're going to be a hairdresser than when I started the industry. When I started the industry, and I have to tell you this, but we were doing shampoo sets. And women would come in and they would have their hair set and once a week. So you work five days a week, you saw seven clients. That's 35 clients. Once you had 40 clients, you were set. You just kept repeating them every week. It was easier to really become successful and become part of a commission salon. And today, you know, it's a completely different thing. So you have to be a little bit of a hustler. And that's kind of like the, the, the very different thing that I find today versus, versus the years before. And what I would say to a hairdresser, because the, 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 we've, spoke, we've spoken about this before, and the busiest stylist in a salon is not the most talented one. It's usually the one that has the best personality, the one that tries the hardest. You know, I, I, I'm still in awe of the people that are booked months in advance or weeks in advance, and, 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 and they basically do very basic hair. So I, I really say, if you want to be a hairdresser, go for it. I mean, uh, I believe that the industry will embrace your effort will compensate you, will reward you. And it's very free. It's very freeing. So from that standpoint, it works really well. So Carlos, you touched on so many great things. Uh, I love how you talked about a young person coming to you and you identify that fire because often that's the age at which, you know, they, they are just discovering who they are, what they like, and it has to sometimes be introduced to them or they have to see an example of it. And I love, too, what you talked about, about the repeat business, that you could be ensured that you would develop this sort of rotation of clients and, um, and also that you're going to find your clientele and also your place in the industry, depending on how much you put into it. So that's wonderful. So what are some questions um, if someone is saying right now, in light of everything that's going on, what are some questions or some self-reflection you think that should be going on for a person who is maybe at the point of either changing careers or it's a young person saying, do I want to get into cosmetology college? Do I want to start this program? What do you think they have to ask themselves to, to find the answer? I think they have to ask themselves if they have the ability to follow directions initially. Because 
you know, uh, beauty school uh, is, is, is a series of instructions. One after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. So if you can follow directions, you're going to be really, you do really well. And every product you use, everything you touch, everything you're going to do requires you to follow directions. And I know it sounds like, well, duh, yeah, you should be able to do that. But you'd be surprised how many people just think they can open a bottle and just pour it out. And uh, so, yes, I, I believe that one of the things that you, you need to do is, is, is follow directions. And you have to also like people. You have to like people. You don't have to like them and find out everything about them, but you do need to want to somehow have people look their best. There, there is the, there's a magic, there's a rush in our industry that I think only hairdressers understand. You know, the, the clients come in every four to five weeks and they come in and they're just acting normal. And as you start talking with them and, and being with them and shampooing them and then uh, doing their first service, you can see their enthusiasm and your, and their, I don't want to say self-worth, but their, their, their feeling about themselves starts to rise, starts to get better. And, you know, all of a sudden you're blowing them dry and they're leaving and they're really, really happy. And there is just this one thing that you did for them that is inexplainable because it's not like you solved their problems, but some of them we do. Uh, I I saw something online, and if you will allow me here, I saw a definition of a hairstylist here, and they, they couldn't come up with a definition, and they put hairstylist, artist, interpreter, retailer, therapist, student, listener, resource, instructor, trendsetter, healer, fabulous. All those things. <laughs> wow. You, you can wow. do what you will do. I, I, I can see that. Uh, I can see how that plays out in so many people I know. And I do love the, the advice about following directions. I mean, I, I have that problem myself. You know, I hear part of the directions and then I think I know best to go the rest of the way. Yeah. You will also be part of a of a tribe in your salon, which, which is incomparable. I mean, I miss that a lot because I'm no longer behind the chair, but it is just amazing how we ourselves, one team member, one hairdresser to the other, sort of prop each other up. We, 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 we inspire each other, we prop each other up, and we're there together. And I, I, I think it's something that only being in a salon would you understand. It's the very funny moments. You will belong to a tribe if you become a hairdresser. You will belong. And I, I love, I love and that. I think that's something that, that a lot of young people are looking for. That's your tribe. And, and Carlos, you, as I mentioned at the top, you have written for us for years and such valuable advice you know you focus on this well-rounded 
person. You know, you come at it from a point of not, don't just work on your technical skills, work on your financial literacy, your mental, emotional, physical health. Mm -hmm. um, how do you have a long and fulfilling career? You did a, a blog post when you decided to put down your shears um, on what you might have done differently. You reflected back a little bit. Can you touch on that a little bit on, on, on what you feel you did right and what you might have done in retrospect, might, what you might have done a little differently? Well, the, the, thing that I, the things that I would have done di uh, differently would probably be have started my hairdressing career a little younger because I started when I was 28. And I feel just like learning a language. That's why I like students and I like school. You are so moldable and so, so you can adapt so well as you're younger. You know, most of the salons have their assistants quite young. So I started a little older because I went to a different school and I got all this education before and I realized I couldn't do it. So that would be one thing I would do. I would do different. I would start it a little earlier. I would also uh, probably uh, be a little bit more involved with the ongoing learning. I've always liked education, but I think that there's just a lot more to learn all the time. Another thing I would have done differently is that I would have specialized as a hairdresser earlier on because there's, there's, it takes a very long time to build a clientele now. If you're, if you're doing hairdressing and cutting, well, long time as when it used to be, it, it'll take you about a couple of years to do it. So the more things you do, uh, for example, if you're considering hairdressing, oh, I think I'd like to do hair, hair color, uh, extensions, and then I'd also like to do facials, makeup, and nails. Well, you know, that sounds wonderful, but that all requires a clientele, and you're not going to be able to do it. So I say, personally, I would rather just cut color, and I do some uh, updos, and go really deep on that. And, and I think you do better by specializing, my opinion. There's some people that like to do all kinds of stuff. So I say specializing works very well. That's great. I, I wrote an article about that. And you're right. There is kind of divided opinion. But when people come into some salons, they are compartmentalized. So you are forced to choose sometimes. Are yes. you going to be a colorist? Are you going to be a stylist? Are you going to cut? You're going to color. And um, it's interesting to, you know, to hear people on both sides of that equation. Some, right. you know, because you feel you're handing over your great color to this, this, this hair cutter now. What are they going to do to this great, you know, color you just did? And conversely, um, so some people, but then again, some people like to see that full look from start to finish, you know, that um, they want full control. But I... I I think, and that works primarily, the, the division of only hair and only color and only this, it, primarily in commission salons. Because, and, but still, even within a commission salon, my experience has been that there's, there's a client that likes how you work and they would like to see you do everything. I mean, including the color. So, yeah, but yeah I, can, I can totally see how, how both work and 
I guess it just depends on the business model. That's all it is. But as a creative person, I would rather do cut and color and finish it out. And I want to see it done. Do you, you know, you, you did, I mean, we haven't even touched on how much education you've done and um, the travel you've done and the programs you've presented. Do you think that, what you, that decision you made to focus on education and to travel that way, are you glad you did that? Are you glad you, you stepped outside of the salon and, and yeah. built your career in another way? Yes. Um, I really feel that uh, I've, I've discovered education by working with great people. I mean, I, I, it's like we've also said this, and people bond to people. That's, that's our first loyalty. And I was extremely lucky to work for uh, Leo Passage in Chicago for Pivot Point. Because there, there was a number of things that joined it together that convinced me to it. Uh, I was an immigrant at that point. I was you know, very much coming just from Mexico at that point. And uh, my lifestyle was also not at one point at all accepted in Latin America. And here I go to this one company in Chicago that is just like no problem because Leo was an immigrant and, and, and then there was hairdressing that was so accepting. So I knew I'd found my flock, but from there, I just couldn't believe how fast uh, Leo propelled me to start doing things. And I remember doing my first show hair show. It was called the Midwest Beauty Show at that time in Chicago. I was six months out of beauty school and, and people came up after the show and wanted to take my photograph with my work and I didn't know what to do. And I guess Leo was watching and he said to me, you know, you have to allow people to, to talk to you because that's, you should be very proud. And, and I realized that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, I wanted to really become a, an educator because nothing that we have in life is really permanent. I don't feel, I don't feel it is. I feel things are with us on a loner. And I think the quicker you give them away or you share them, the faster they're replaced by something even better. And when I've discovered that little uh, cafeteria type living of just <laughs> grabbing something, tasting it, moving on uh, because you already know it, I, I just discovered the secret of happiness for myself. And I have been since then doing the same thing. So I will forever be an educator. I will forever be communicating and I will forever be sharing. And uh, some people like it and some people don't, but I don't really need their approval. I just wanna make sure that if you need to know something and I have the answer, why wouldn't I tell you the answer? Carlos, I love, I just love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I always come away from our talks feeling inspired and encouraged and so much of what we've touched on today um, relates back to maybe something you've written, something you've already taught. In our show notes, 
we are going to include links back to some of your articles and uh, I'm lucky I know I'll keep talking to you but we, you. Will, we will check back in with you and as we said at the top sort of in light of this this whole pandemic you know it is still um, there's so many unknowns and as we record this right now you know we're April 28th, we don't know what things will look like um, by the time everyone's listening to this, but uh, I'm so grateful to your for your time. I'm grateful for your generosity of spirit and everything you have given to us and to the industry. Yes, well, I am grateful for the opportunity. And, you know, April 28th, and that means that it's in a couple of days or whenever it's going to be Hairdresser Appreciation Day. And here I am, here we are, all sequestered and alone at home. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up really early and watch the sunrise. And I'm going to be very grateful that I am here. Then on that day, I'm not going to do my diet because I watch what I eat. I'm going to celebrate that way by eating whatever I want. I'm going to order lasagna from my favorite restaurant, Harry <laughs> Out, and a slice of lemon pie. <laughs> That's going to be my thing and I'm going to celebrate because hairdressers are very cool. Hairdressers do much more than touch hair. They touch the heart. They really do. Thank you, Carlos. And on that, we will close and say thank you so much for your time and I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you, Anne. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Choose Beauty a Modern Salon podcast. Stay up to date on all the latest industry news at ModernSalon.com. Follow us on social media at Modern Salon on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Choose Beauty.